stand as we read from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you've been enriched in Him and speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By Him you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the Word of God for the people of God. So it was a few weeks ago I was standing here officiating at a funeral of one of our members who had died suddenly. Both of his sons, he had two sons, said they would like to eulogize him. So we planned the service so that they could speak. They came at the appropriate time. The first one got up and spoke eloquently of his father, of his faith, of their family life, of their connection with this church. I think everyone was moved. He did a beautiful job, and then he sat down. His brother got up and said, wow, wasn't that wonderful? And then he said, I have to follow that? He said, I'm not that kind of speaker. But then he went on and shared other insights about his father's life and the family life and the faith that grew in him and his brother and within the family. And he did a beautiful job as well. By the time they had finished, tears were rolling down my cheeks, not only because they had expressed the faith so beautifully, but they had both been teenagers years ago in our youth group when I was the youth director, and I was feeling some pride in how that faith had grown from the time they were teens to these young men who were now speaking so beautifully. I was so moved and proud of their faith, the faith they expressed in the face of such a close and personal death. Their father had sat down to watch a baseball game and simply never woke up. But I could have used the same words that Paul uses in this letter today as he's writing to those who he has formed in the faith It says to them in verse 4, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. Because of the grace of God that has been given you. That day as those two young men stood here, I knew they had the faith of Christ Jesus, the faith as a youth director that you hope is growing, but as a youth director mostly, you're just sowing seeds in these young people and they grow up and move away. And so often you don't ever really know what has happened. As a youth director for the first half of my professional career, I worked with thousands of youth. It was my privilege. I was glad to do it. I felt it was a calling and yet you just never know how those efforts, that sowing of those seeds is going to turn out. But to have these two young men come back at such a poignant time 
and speak with such depth of faith was a beautiful thing. It made my decision that I made as a young adult when I was thinking about what did God want me to do with my life and what kind of career I was going to pursue that I decided there was nothing more important that I could do with my life than try to open this door to the grace of God for others. As a young adult, I was so grateful for my church family. They had poured love and mercy and grace. They had guided me and led me in the faith and helped me grow throughout my years so that when I got to the point of making some decision about what I would do with my life, I felt like I wanted to give that back. I wanted to pour some faith into somebody else's life as it had been poured into my life, hoping and praying that in fact they would find the gift of faith alive in their hearts and in their lives, that those seeds would grow. Because I knew if as teenagers they found this gift of faith, it would be a foundation on which they could build the rest of their lives. Paul says to those who are following him in Christ that he is always thankful for them when he sees this grace of God which he has offered to them, revealed to them in his teaching and preaching, growing in them. But he not only says he is thankful, he adds this in verse 6, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, it's a shift from being thankful for individuals to recognizing this faith and how it grows in a community. What Paul is describing here is this double blessing that is experienced in every vital Christian community where new Christians are being grown. Paul's recognizing and helping us see that it's great for faith to come into a personal life and that faith to grow. But it's not just for that person, that God is at work in that person and through that person for the good of the whole community of faith. So when the one person experiences the gift and lets it grow or nourishes it so it can grow, then others in the community are blessed as well. Paul talks about this in several other places. I just want to read you a few of those so you can hear this dynamic he describes later in the same letter, in the same letter to the Corinthians over in chapter 12. He writes, he's talking about spiritual gifts and how faith grows. He says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Then he goes on in verse 12 to say, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. So as it grows in individuals, it grows in the community as well. The blessing comes through an individual, and yet it blesses many others within the body of Christ. Or Paul writes, after he started a church at Ephesus to those Christians, he's touching on these same topics, he says in chapter 4 and verse 7, but each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Then before he finishes that chapter, he says, as he speaks of how this faith works in the life of the community, he says, but speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him 
who is the head, that is, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. I think you can hear that dynamic of the faith or the spiritual gift being offered to one person, but as it is received by that person, it flows out as a blessing to others in the community. So many people come to church focused on their own needs, and Christ can meet those needs, but there's something more in terms of faith maturity when you begin to, begin to come thinking, God might use me today to help somebody else. There might be somebody else coming with a need, and through me, God will minister to that person. Let me just read you one last reference where Paul talks about this kind of thing. This is in his letter to the Romans. He puts it like this in chapter 12. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we, individuals who are many, are one body in Christ. And individually, we are members one of another. Paul believes that when we come together, there is a deeper connection that's being formed within the body of Christ. He talks about it with that metaphor of the physical body when he speaks of different gifts we're given and how we're tied together like ligaments in a body, but members one of another. We have some responsibility, some connection to each other within the body in terms of how we live out our faith, how we share our gifts. Paul wants us to know that through proper Christian relationships, both the individual and the community experience blessings. He says that God is pouring out gifts upon us, but not just for ourselves, but for the common good. Gifts alive among us, but to be used to bless others. In fact, in the passage we read today, I think what Paul is saying is that God has designed it in just this way for this purpose. In verse 7, he says, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. God will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By Him you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Can you hear Paul's understanding of what's going on here? We're not just coming for ourselves. If we understand that we're a part of the body of Christ, we begin to understand God is doing more than just being in ministry to each of us, but in fact has designed and provided the church or the community of Christ or the family of faith, you could say, for the good of all of us to be a blessing, a, a sort of a reciprocity, a mutual benefit when we come together in worship or any time we come together as the body of faith, as the family of faith. But now we come to why this text is chosen for the first Sunday of Advent, the text is chosen for today because it addresses how people of faith wait. 
Advent is a season that helps us prepare for Christmas, but it is a season of watching and waiting and wondering. During Advent, we reenact the human story that all of us experience that sometimes darkness closes in and we yearn for the light. Obstacles come our way and we begin to struggle and wonder if we'll make it through. Is there hope? Advent says with a resounding yes, there is hope even in the darkness. You can see the metaphor of nature this time of year. As the days get shorter and shorter and the darkness gets longer and longer and ancient people wondered, will the sun return? Will the light shine bright again? Will the days lengthen ever again? But metaphorically, we all have that experience where we find ourselves struggling or in a time of difficulty or a time of darkness or despair or depression where things are not going the way we had hoped, and we wondered, can we go on? Will we be able to get through? Paul says, oh yes, because Paul believes it is the community of faith which holds us steady in these days of waiting and longing. Paul wants these early Christians and us as well to know we can trust in God. We can wait on God, and God will renew our strength. He says there in verse 8, God will also strengthen you to the end. That is, God will be with you always through the ups and downs. And not because of anything we do. Paul says it is because God is faithful. We can count on God. We can trust God even in days of darkness. Advent is a season in which we come together to renew our hope as we wait for the light. I was talking with one of you the other day about this experience of the pandemic. This person was saying, you know, it's been really hard on me. Even though she said, I stayed with you every Sunday through television or the online services, not being in the building, not being with the people, she said, I just felt like the love of God was sort of shriveling up within me. She said, it was so great when we were able to come back in person. She said, just being here with the community of faith, I just felt like it was a plant being watered that was ready to grow again. Coming on Sunday, she said, it's really her lifeline to keep that love alive in her life. Coming together even when we're waiting and wondering will COVID ever end, can renew our faith and hope even now. Coming together when we're having experiences that feel like they might just overwhelm us can renew our spirit and renew our energy. Coming together when we are hurting can be a healing experience. We never know exactly who's going to be here, and you never know how God might be ready to use you to speak into somebody else's life a word of encouragement or love or faith so that they can find the hope again. This season of Advent reminds us that we all go through days of darkness. 
We all go through days of doubt, either of ourselves or of our loved ones or sometimes even of God. We all go through these times and days of struggle and difficulty. But Paul says, hang on, stay together. Despite anything we might be going through, God will strengthen you, Paul says, to the end. Because God is faithful. On this first Sunday of Advent, let us claim the gift of faith that is offered to us through Jesus Christ. Let us claim the spiritual gift that can see us through those difficult days, even as we wait. For Paul says the wait is worth it. For at the end, there will be this revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.